question for you. Are you single? Are you married? Or maybe in a relationship? Because no matter what your relationship status is or your season of life, God has a unique opportunity for each of us to display his love to the world around us. This week we're continuing our series called Hope for Your Home, and we're talking about these different seasons of life, our singleness or our married life, and not that one has to follow another, but wherever we are now, how does God use us to display his love in those seasons of life to the people around us? This week, Pastor Aaron has a great message about singleness and married life. everyone. I hope you're having a great Sunday morning. Hopefully you're able to be in your house warm and cozy. Maybe you have some hot cocoa or some coffee and you're joining together as a family to watch this or maybe you're watching this by yourself. But wherever you're at, welcome. Um, we're all joining in online today because of the winter weather advisory in our area and we didn't want you to have to get out and um, be on any dangerous roads if you didn't have to absolutely be out today. So want to say welcome and thanks for joining us. If it's your first time, you've never been to New Community Church before, let me start by introducing myself. My name is Aaron, and I'm the lead pastor here at NCC, and we're glad that you would take a little bit of your Sunday morning and join us. And we want to know who you are, so there's a simple way that you can connect with us. If you'll just text NCC New to that number you see right there on the screen, really simple, NCC New to that number you see there. Um, it'll give us a chance to get to know your name and a little bit about you. And we just wanna know if there's any way that we can help you grow and develop in your relationship with God as you're here at New Community Church with us. And for everyone watching, okay, for all of us today, since we're all online, we want you to do something as well. Would you take a moment and right there in the comment box, would you give a quick shout out and just let us know who's there with you watching? So for us, we'll say, hey, the Escamilla family's here, but if you're there by yourself, just let us know. Here's why. This isn't spiritual Netflix, okay? You're not just kicking back, kind of watching something on a Sunday morning. We're a church body. We're a community. And so we're in this together, and we want to know that you're here. You matter as an individual and as a person. We want to know that you're here with us because we're a community of faith together as a church. So take a moment. Go ahead and give us a quick shout out. Let us know that you're here with us on this Sunday morning. Now, we're in our second week of this series called Hope for Your Home. Hope for Your Home. If there has ever been a time we needed a series like this, this past year we found ourselves in closer quarters with a lot more heightened concern with family members because of everything going on in our world. And so we wanted to take a few weeks and talk about that. How do we bring hope into our home? How do we give hope for your home during this time of everything that we're going through? Pastor Sarah did an amazing job last week of jumping in and sharing how do we create a family culture? What does that look like? How do we have some statements that really define us and some habits that help our family be centered around God? 
And so hopefully you were able to be either online with us or in person and hear that message. If not, I encourage you to go back through the podcast and listen to that. So here in week two, we're gonna talk about this. How do we in our single life or our married life display the love of God? How do we in our single life or our married life display the love of God? And so we wanna look at this, what God's called us to do, what that looks like for our lives, for each and every one of us. Now we're gonna start by looking at our single life. Um, for those of you that are single in this room, this, this is gonna, I believe God wants to speak to you. For those of you that are married, this is not your time to disengage, okay? And here's why. Um, right where you're at, and I know maybe no one else can see you or maybe it's just your family member, raise your hand if you've ever been single, okay? If you've ever been single in your life, go ahead and raise your hand, okay? Now put it down. Now raise your hand if you are currently married, okay? Okay? Um, or maybe you're engaged, so maybe you raise your hand for that because you're excited, looking forward to, towards marriage. Here's what I know. Every single person raised their hand the first time. You know why? Because no one's born married. You came into this life as a single individual. Most likely through your childhood, teenage years, you were single. Maybe you got married late teenage years or early 20s or in your 30s, okay? Um, but all of us at some point, we're single in our life. Not all of us will get married. And so this message is so important because all of us will be single. For some of us, you know what? We'll be single for a lot of our lives. We'll get married. And then we'll find ourselves in another single season of life, maybe through losing um, a spouse. And, and I know we have people in our church community, maybe you're watching this morning and you've experienced that, the death of a spouse, of a wife or a husband, and you know what it's like to walk through that. For others, you're single again after marriage because of the brokenness of divorce. And you're learning what it means to honor God and to follow him. All of us will be single in our life. So this isn't your chance to zone out if you're married, we're going to talk about how do we honor God through being single individuals? How do we display the love of God inside of our life? What does that look like? Well, when we look at that, displaying the love of God, the first thing we have to do is we have to stop single shaming. What do I mean by that? Maybe that's a new term to you. I came across that whenever I was researching this message. Single shaming is when you feel this or someone else puts this shame or guilt on you that you are somehow less valuable or incomplete because you're not in a relationship or you're not married. You've never been married. Um, and so society and culture does this to us a lot, is they single shame us, right? Where we feel like, hey, somehow we're not, we've not quite arrived or we've not gotten there yet um, because we're still in a single season of our life. Maybe we've never gotten married. And so we feel this guilt. We can put that on ourselves. We can have moments where we feel that in and of ourselves um, that we're somehow incomplete because of that. But let me tell you this, church, Jerry Maguire lied to us, okay? If you've ever seen that movie, um, it is not another person that completes us, okay? That's not what it is. If you are waiting for some significant other, if you're waiting for some relationship, for some guy or girl to make you complete, you are missing out on God's calling for your life, okay? You're missing out on what he has for you right now. We have to stop the shame and the guilt that we can sometimes feel because others around us are in a relationship or we feel this pressure to be in a relationship. Stop the single shaming. And let me just say, I am truly sorry for every single person that has ever been at a family holiday meal 
and an aunt or an uncle or a cousin says, are you married yet? Are you dating anyone? Hey, you'll eventually get there. It'll happen for you sometime. Don't worry. It's not you. Like, it's going to eventually happen, right? I am so sorry for those conversations. If you've ever been in church and someone's well-meaningly said, hey, I can help you find a nice guy or girl, maybe in my workplace, or I know a friend that has a son or daughter about your age, I'm sorry. If you've ever been ambushed at a family meal, like you thought you were just going over your uncle's for a casual family dinner and all of a sudden the doorbell rings or you hear the knock at the door and you're like, oh no, here it is again, right? They're gonna set me up with their um, card player's nephew, right? Who's about the same age and who's single like me and you're like, I just wanted a family meal and now I feel like I'm forced on this blind date. I am sorry. You know what? We fail at this as the church sometimes through our actions and even through the language that we use that we somehow make those who are single maybe for their entire life or they're single um, right now where they're at, that they're somehow less or that eventually they'll get there to a married life and that's really what you're striving for, looking for. I'm sorry if we failed at that. Because here what we, here's what we see from scripture is the Bible is full of examples of men and women who were single in their life and God was using them and God had a tremendous calling and used them to impact others. You look at people like John the Baptist, you look at Paul, you look at the daughters of Philip and Acts who were key leaders in the church. These were prophetesses um, and they were never married, right? But God was using them to speak vision and power and anointing over the church of Jesus Christ. You look at our greatest example, Jesus, and his life was not full of pursuing romantic relationships or trying to get married or starting a family. He spent his 30 some years here on this earth focused in on God and he wasn't really involved in any romantic relationships. That wasn't where his heart was drawn to or that's not what he was looking for. And yet none of these people, as we look at scripture, were less their value wasn't diminished. The call of God on their life wasn't any less because they chose this life of singleness to honor God. Jesus, even in the scriptures in Matthew chapter 19, he talks about this. So Matthew chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. And I'm gonna read from the message translation this morning because I love the way that it reads. So your version may be slightly different, but Matthew chapter 19, verse 11 and 12, here's what it says. But Jesus speaking to them said, marriage isn't for everyone. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked or they never accept. And some decide to not get married for kingdom reasons. Jesus himself was very clear about this. Hey, marriage isn't for everyone. For some people, they'll choose a life of singleness or God's plan for them will be a life of singleness throughout their life. And yet we realize that could be God's calling for their life. They may choose that for kingdom reasons, to be focused in on what God has called them to do. So we're gonna stop the single shaming or the guilt that you may feel if you're single or that others may put on you. Um, if you are in a relationship or you're married, we're not gonna have that kind of language here in our church. We're gonna choose to honor people's calling that God has for their life, whether that's a single life or that that's a married life. Now, when we are single, we display how wide the love of God is. I want you to get this. As single individuals, um, you know, growing up into adulthood, we display how wide the love of God is. And here's what I mean by that. 
God has this tremendous width of love, like his love is so wide. Um, the seven billion some people here on this planet, he knows each of us, he loves us, right? There is this love that God has that spreads over each and every one of us. As single individuals, we're not focused and committed to just love one person, but it's the community God has brought around us. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and I'm going to read verse 7, and then I'm going to jump down to verse 32 and 35. Once again, I'm going to read from the message translation because I like how this reads. And here's what Paul says. I want you to live as free of complications as possible. When you're unmarried, you're free to concentrate on simply pleasing God. Marriage involves you in all the nuts and bolts of domestic life and in wanting to please your spouse, leading to so many more demands on your attention. The time and energy that married people spend on caring for and nurturing each other, the unmarried person can spend on becoming whole and holy instruments of God. And I'm trying to help you and make it as easy as possible for you, not making things harder. All I want for you to do is to be able to spend a life developing the way that you can connect with the master, with God, and a life without distractions. Sometimes I wish everyone were single like me, a simpler life in many ways. But listen to this, celibacy is not for everyone, so single life is not for everyone, any more than marriage is for everyone. God gives the gifts, God gives the gift of single life to some and the gift of married life to others. Now, once again, what is Paul saying? Now, we know all of us are gonna be single at some point in our life, but Paul is saying, hey, there may be some of us that are single for all of our lives. That is a gift from God to us, just like marriage is a gift of God to some. That single life is a gift of God to us. And here's what he's saying is, when you're single, you're focused once again on the community that God has placed around you, the relationships, the friendships that you have. And whether you were married for a time and you find yourself single again, or whether you've been single your entire life, God is displaying his love through your life. And once again, it's the community that is around you that is so vital to your life, to your spiritual growth, to who you are as an individual. Your goal as a single person is not to rush out and find the next person you can date or find the next relationship that you can be in or try to pursue marriage. If God has called you to be single, be content in that. And here's what I would challenge you is, as a single person, don't be alone or don't isolate yourself. The community God has placed around you, those friendships are how you display the love of God to the world around you. And you guys, we so desperately need this in our world. Why? Because the world tends to romanticize and sexualize everything. They just do. And we need a picture. The church needs to be this picture, right? As single individuals in the church living to honor God, that we can still share friendship and relationship with each other in a community. And it doesn't have to fall into that romantic or sexual category inside of our lives. And so the way we serve one another, the way we encourage one another, being there for each other, to lift each other up, praying, right? Those Just the friendship and the relationships that we share with each other it is a picture that the world needs to see. As a single individual, you display the love of God. So don't dare isolate yourself. 
Don't try to just be alone, right? And get all by yourself. You need to hear this. If you're single, listening to this this morning, your relationships, your community, your friendships are how you display the love of God to the world around you. How wide the love of God is. You are a picture of that to the world around you. The world needs to see that picture. They need to see that on display. And here's the thing is, as single individuals, we can fall in this trap of just being shaped by culture. And the Bible discourages us to do this. In Romans chapter 12, verse two, it says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Because here's why, once again, I said this a moment ago, but our culture sexualizes everything. I mean, you open up Spotify and you start playing music and what are the top hits, right? They're all about being in a relationship, about hooking up with someone. Um, you turn on the TV or movies and everything, right, is showing how you need to get a guy or how to get a guy, how to get a girl, right? How to stay in a relationship. Comedies are based around that. And you could somehow, once again, feel like, well, that's what I've gotta be doing. But scripture tells us, wait, that's not your pattern of thinking. That's not what you're doing. See, we as followers of Christ, we don't allow culture. We allow scripture to shape our lives. It's God's word that forms and fashions us. And so there may be times where you have to say, nope, flip the switch, right? Change my pattern of thinking. I'm not going to be what I see on the TV or in movies or in music, just chasing a relationship, right? I'm going to honor God as a single individual on this calling that God has in my life, whether that's just for a season in my life right now, whether it's for my entire life, right? Through singleness, I am going to display the love of God. So here's what I want to challenge you with. If you're married, Make sure that through our language and through our actions, we're not telling other people that are single that they're somehow missing out on something. We wanna make sure that we're encouraging them in the call and how God is using them to display his love to the world around them. If you're single, let me encourage you with this. You're not somehow less, right? You're not missing out on a key part of life. God has a purpose and he has a plan for you. And it's through your community and through your friendships that you're displaying the love of God. So don't let the world shame you. Don't let the world cause you to feel guilty in any way. Allow scripture to shape your life. And don't isolate yourself. Don't try to be alone through this life. But look at the community and the friendships that God has given you and display the love of God to the world around you through those relationships. The world desperately needs to see that picture. Now, let me change focuses here for the married individuals in the room, okay? Or maybe you're engaged and you're getting ready to include yourself in that. And once again, if you're single, let me encourage you with this. Don't zone out on this part of the um, message because you have friends and family members that may be married and in a relationship and God may use something that's said right here to speak through you to encourage them. So everyone kind of zone back in here. Here you go. In our married life, we have the chance to display the depth of God's love. What do I mean by that? Well, marriage is a picture of commitment, of faithfulness, and of intimacy, right, between two individuals, between a man and a woman. That's God's picture to the world, right? And it displays the depth of God's love, God's faithfulness, his commitment to us, his intimacy and the depth of relationship that he wants to have with us. 
That's what marriage is a picture of. And marriage is this reminder that it isn't all about us. Marriage isn't about you. I've never done a marriage ceremony where the vows went something like this, like, hey, I, I really like you, but I'm getting into this relationship so that you can serve me, so that you can take care of me. And so that's what I'm committing today is for you to really meet all of my needs, right? Like if you were at a wedding ceremony, you'd be like, hold, the, hold up for a second. Like this thing's gonna fail. Someone call the marriage police because this is not gonna last, right? Because that's not what marriage is. Marriage isn't about you. See, you get into the marriage relationship and hopefully if you're married, you have this mindset of you wake up in the morning of, God, how can I serve the person that I love? How can I honor them today? How can I take care of and meet their needs? Now, this isn't our natural tendency, I realize that, but marriage is stepping outside of your comfort zone and it's not about you. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 gives us this beautiful picture of this. And I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but you know some of those verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not boast, it does not envy, it does, it's not self-seeking, it keeps no record of wrongs. That's the picture of love that we have in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Marriage isn't about you. And if you're in marriage because you think, well, I need my needs met, or once again, I want someone to complete me, I'm missing something, and I think if I find the right person, I'll get it, you are fatally wrong, okay? That's not the picture of marriage. Marriage isn't about you. And God's love for us, right? The way he displayed it, it wasn't because he needed something, right? Or God was missing or God was lacking. No, he loved us as his creation, right? It's a picture of that kind of love. Marriage also, as an image, we're challenged to love and to respect each other that we love and we honor each other. In Ephesians chapter five, verses 20 through, two, through 28, we're challenged as men and women, as wives and as husbands, to love and to respect each other. And those verses there talk about this, that as married couples, we are to lay down our life as Christ laid down his life for the church. Husbands, you're challenged to lay down your life as Christ did for the church. That's how you should be living. That's how married couples should be living with each other, to love and to respect each other. Once again, that I'm not just in this for me, but I'm loving my spouse, right? I respect her, I honor her. We're trying to help each other become the best, best versions that we can be um, and, and as close to God as we can be, and we're encouraging each other in those aspects. So as married individuals, we display the depth of God's love. I was thinking about this the other day. Sarah and I have been married for 22 and a half. Um, in July, it'll be 23 years. There was a moment the other day, we were doing something, I can't even really remember what it was, and Sarah starts laughing and she's like, Aaron, I do not understand you, right? And, and I kind of chuckle too, because there are those moments, you may have had them um, if you've been in a married relationship, right? Where you've been together for a while and you still think, man, why did they choose to do that, right? We still have all of those quirks and it amazes me. It's not a bad thing. It amazes me that after 22 and a half years, Sarah's still married to me with all of the bad choices I've made and mistakes and times that I've been selfish and probably things that I've said to her that have hurt her. And yet, you know what? She's never given up on this relationship. She's never walked out. She probably could have at some point. She's always been faithful to me and I've chosen to be faithful to her, not because we're perfect, not because we do everything right, 
but because there is this commitment and this faithfulness and this loving relationship that we have for each other. And can I tell you, church, that's a picture of God's love as well, of the depth of God's love. And I thought, God, it is so beautiful that after serving you for 26 years now and, and continuing to go on, God, that you've not left this relationship. God, you could have walked out on me at any point. You really could have because I've messed up and I've made mistakes and I've been unfaithful to you, God. And, and I've said some probably horrible things and I've made some stupid decisions, Lord. And Jesus, you've never chosen to walk out on me. See, there are those verses in the Bible that remind us of that, right? He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He's committed to this relationship and he's intentionally working on it. Verses like in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, where it says, hey, we hold fast to our faith and our trust in God because he is faithful who has promised us salvation. Because God himself is faithful in our life. He is the faithful one. See, marriage is a picture of the depth of God's love that he's never gonna walk out on us. He's not gonna just throw in the towel on this relationship. He's working on our relationship with him. He's intentional about that. And married couples, if you do this right, it can be a picture of the depth of God's love to the world around you. In a world that is so easy to throw in the towel, to quit on relationships, we need to be a picture of a God that loves us faithfully, that doesn't give up on us, that doesn't sacrifice for us. No matter what season of life you are in, whether you're single and you've been single for your entire life, you are a picture of the love of God to the world around you. If you're married, if you've been married a few months, a couple of years, or even a couple of decades, you can be a picture of the depth of God's love to the world around you. And just like Jesus said, single life may not be something that you do your entire life. God may invite you into this marriage relationship, or he may call you to be single for your entire life. Neither of those are to be preferred over the other, but each of us in our calling and what God has given us, we want to display the love of God. And so if you're single, it's through your community and your friendships and your relationships displaying how wide the love of God is. If you're married, it's through that intimacy and that faithfulness with the person God has given you, the depth of God's love displaying that to the world around you. It's a beautiful picture. And so I wanna pray for us this morning. I'm gonna ask you maybe once again around the living room, you may be around a kitchen table, um, you may be watching this in another place, I'm gonna ask if you would take a moment just right where you're at, if you're able to, and bow your head and close your eyes and reflect on what I've just talked about. Maybe you're listening and that's never been your picture of God, that he has this tremendous width of love for you. It's so wide, it stretches beyond anything that you could imagine, wherever you're at. Or maybe you've never pictured the depth of God's love but he wants to bring that to you here this morning. And if you're here and you've never had a relationship with Jesus, this morning he's inviting you into a relationship. The Bible is clear, we've all messed up, like I talked about. We've all made mistakes, we've all disobeyed God at some point. We don't really deserve him, but the beauty of the gospel in the Bible is that he pursued us. Not because we were worthy, not because we were perfect or had it all together, but he just chose to love us. And he came and lived here on this earth. He died, 
He gave his life for us so that we could know that relationship. And so I'm gonna ask everyone watching, whether you've said this before, whether you're saying this for the first time, let's pray this together because we don't want anyone praying alone. Let's say this together. Jesus, I come to you and I realize that I've sinned. I've made some mistakes in my life and I need your forgiveness and I need your salvation. So I invite you into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Be the savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. I want to live for you. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Now, can you just put your hands together and celebrate for anyone that may have prayed that prayer? We're so excited for you. And you're going to see that same number that we mentioned earlier. Um, if you prayed that prayer, would you just text NCC follow to that number that you see right there on the screen, NCC follow. And some of our new life coaches want to come around you and they want to encourage you, and they want to just walk with you as you begin this relationship, or maybe you're recommitting your life to Christ. We want to walk with you in that. So go ahead and text that number. want to encourage you to do that um, this morning, and let us know that you prayed that prayer. And for everyone, I'm going to lead us in one more prayer, but this time I want to encourage you, don't just repeat after me, but in your very own words, would you just have a conversation with God? doesn't have to be any special formula. You don't have to say it anyway. Would you just ask God in whatever season of life you're in that you would be a picture of his love to the world around you? Let's pray together. God, I thank you for this reminder, Lord. And God, this challenge that wherever we're at in our life, Lord, you have a calling, you have a purpose, you have a destiny for us. Lord, I pray for all of those that are listening, Lord, that find themselves, God, in in a single season of life, whether that's they've been single their entire life, God, whether they're starting off single, God, whether they're once again in a single season of life after maybe being married for a time, God, would you be with them today, God? Would you encourage them? Lord, would you, God, block out the wrong patterns of thinking that the world tries to bring in our mind? And would you help us to display your love, God, through the friendships, through the relationships, through the community that we have? God, help us to not isolate ourselves or to try to be alone, God, or feel like we have to be alone, Lord. Help us to see those people that you've brought alongside of us because the world desperately needs to see how wide your love is. God, for those of us that are married, help us to honor each other in marriage, to put our spouse in front of ourselves, God, our wives, our husband, in front of our own wants and desires, Lord. Help us to display the depth of your love to the world around you, God. We trust that you're gonna do this. And God, the world, our friendships, our community, God, our schools and our workplaces are gonna be impacted and different, Lord, as we put your love on display for the world to see. We pray this in your name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. 
Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new. We want to know how we can help you grow. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co.